as we've come into this year, um, all of our, our sort of ways of thinking and um, what we were expected to see um, in comparison to last year um, is completely different, really, to be honest. The year has started off, you know, a lot better than in, in previous years and long may it continue because last year was stressful. Hello and welcome to this episode of Metro Insights. We're joined today by Metro Group Purchasing Manager Andrew Scobie where we discuss the first third of 2023 and tackle questions such as how are Metro handling inflation? Is port congestion still an issue? And what has been the impact of COVID in China? Let's get into it. Andy, thanks for taking the time again, mate. I know you're, you're very busy uh, and the last thing you want to be doing on a, a lovely sunny day Don't say like that. this Don't say <laughs> is that. talk to I me. love doing this. You know it. <laughs> I do, I do. <laughs> um, mate, incredibly, I think by the time this goes out, it will be the end of April. So we're a third of the way through another year. Um, it, it seems to be flying by. You guys are just constantly, um, you know, up against things. Um, what What is going on so far this year? What are you seeing? Good question. Big question, yeah. Good, good question, good question. Um, as we've come into this year, um, all of our, our sort of ways of thinking and um, what we were expected to see um, in comparison to last year um, is completely different, really, to be honest. In a good way or a bad way? Definitely in a good way. Right, okay. Definitely. That's encouraging. Yeah, there's... There's a lot more stability in the market. Okay. Um, there's a lot more capacity right. in the market. Um, we're seeing a lot of, uh, for example, like freight forwarders sort of touting for business. Wow. Um, yeah. Yeah. Manufacturing uh, facilities, again, look, looking for business. Mm. And the main reason for that is, is because they've built up all this capacity um, based on sort of output from 2022. Yeah. And they've now got a, heavy surplus of, of capacity and they're, try, and they're trying to fill that. Right. So with extra capacity, there's now a bit more sort of stability in the market. Some of the challenges um, remain. Um, I'm not saying it's easy by any stretch of the imagination. Yeah. It is a challenge, but, um, you know, we need to make sure we've got different options, out, you know, outside of our pre-existing uh, manufacturing facilities. Mm. So that's actively benchmarking um, our 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 supply um, and making sure that we remain as competitive as possible as well as tracking commodities uh, commodities are you know as we all know are moving up and down all, all the time mm. um, speaking to industry ex- experts as to what the you know the likelihood is going to be in the future as well so we we're very close to uh, a number of different sort of key contacts within the industry uh, on the freight side of things and raw material to make sure that we're well on top of um, any sudden sort of rises or sort of falls in um, commodity pricing. Okay. Well, it's interesting you mentioned freight prices there because we uh, we ran this survey uh, recently. Yeah. And it was, we put the question out, what, what are the key challenges for uh, for supply chains in, in 2023? And of the, of the four leading answers that came back, increased freight prices was one of them. So that came in at 24% of the vote. So what, what's, what's the impact there? Do you think? Because I know it's I know it's got a lot more stable, but that doesn't mean that it's going to stay stable. No, d- definitely not. Definitely not. Um, 
I think if you were to ask me what was likely to happen the remainder of this year, mm. um, and like like you said, we have seen a great deal of stability. I think in the next three to six months, demand will will pick up. Um, you know, with, with with that stability, mm. and as a result, prices will, will will start to rise across across the board. I I, I do believe anyway. Okay. Um, in terms of to what level, and in terms of to, to the levels that we saw last year, I, I don't think so. But uh, I do expect towards the tail end of this year, and as we build up to Chinese New Year, prices mm. start to across across the board, not just on the freight side of things, but on the um, raw material supply. Um, side as well start to start to increase most definitely okay have, have raw, has raw material kind of plateaued out a little bit now or is it I mean you said it's, it's, you expect it to rise at the tail end of the year what's it like at the moment um, it has been on the increase okay um, for the last probably two months or so mm. um, in terms of that sort of creeping up and getting higher and higher I'm I'm not I'm not sure to be honest. Um, commodities always will go up and, yeah. and, and they'll go down. Um, but like I said, we we, we speak with some industry experts mm. um, who keep us close to the action and any potential rises in the future. We're you know we're sort of well on you know well on top of and well aware of. But it's a really difficult one to difficult one to say. It's almost impossible to predict, isn't it? You know, we could have another um, war. You yeah, know, like the war in Ukraine that created crazy imbalances in in supply and demand. Yeah. Um, obviously, pr- prior to that, the, the COVID nineteen outbreak uh, as well causing imbalances in supply and demand. And I mean, the way the world's going at the moment, I'm absolutely no way trying to trying to make a mockery of the things that have happened in the past few years. But yeah. it's almost like there's it's going to be an alien invasion next. I think. It's, yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. And, it, and, it, and it's gearing yourself up for that. Yeah. How, how do you do that? How do you? Metpro, we've always had this. Uh, I mean, that in-depth stockholding policy has been there since since '95. We've always operated with what we believe are exceptional customer service levels, and the product quality has always been uh, right at the top of the list. So, I think it's a like the classic British adage of "keep calm and carry on," yeah. um, and just stay positive. It's been so negative I know. the past two or three years. Yes. It's got me down quite a few times, and I'm not the most positive of people in the first instance. Don't say that. <laughs> Don't say that. So, yeah, this is all a facade for the camera. <laughs> um, okay, well, a- another thing that came up, and it's kind of in the same vein, mm. uh, was actually the leading challenge that people foresee, which is naturally inflation. Mm. Obviously, it's on the news um, a lot at the moment. The cost of living crisis is still um, incredibly topical. And it, even in the, because obviously we're, we're recruiting a bit at the moment as well, and the, the salary expectations that you're seeing uh, now versus f- for the same role two, three years ago, it's, it's astronomically higher. So what what impacts are you seeing there in, in the purchasing arena? Yeah, no, I've, I fully understand. I get it. Um, it's all we talk about, you know, in the news. Uh, if you go on to, I don't know, like the BBC News website, there's a whole section yeah. uh, for the cost of living crisis. So... Mm. In terms of in terms of my role um, and sort of what we actively do, uh, I mentioned previously about benchmarking to make sure we remain competitive, mm. uh, giving ourselves choices uh, when we go into different manufacturing facilities um, to make sure we, we remain competitive, uh, keeping a close eye on um, commodities, 
raw material, exchange rate, um, freight, uh, and again, keeping really good, close relationships with each of those, um, what do you call them, sort of leaders within that or experts within that sort of uh, field of um, um, of industry. Yeah. Um, in that respect, so we've got really good long-standing relationships with these with these people mm. and um, very open and honest as well, okay. which is uh, which is really good. Yeah. yeah. So it's. I mean, I think with this with challenges mm. um, of this nature, what more can we can we do than, like you say, keep ourselves as close to the action as possible and keep our customers informed. That's the number one priority. Look, this is coming, this is happening. Um, you know, this is, this is what we're expecting to see. And I mean, fundamentally, we, the, the focus for us, I hope you agree, is to, to put a, a quality product out at a competitive price. Yeah. That's the goal. Absolutely. Um, and I certainly think you're, you're doing a pretty good job of that at the moment, mate. Thank you, Jay. Despite the hefty levels of stock we've got out there in the warehouse. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> um, okay, but well, an, another one that was, it, it was the lowest response on the survey, mm -hmm. uh, but it's port congestion. And I wanted to raise it because my understanding, first, it, it was 6% of the votes. It's, okay. it's very low. But yeah. my understanding at the moment is that that has really stabilised. Last year... 2021 um, and obviously 2020. I don't want to keep going back to the past, yeah, but yeah. you know we were expecting. Uh, and correct me on the figures, but we were expecting uh, deliveries, stock deliveries to come in, and then they were you know 15, 20 days late. They were having to go back to to mainland Europe, becoming coming back to us. Um, that seems to have plateaued. But I I wanted to ask you what it's actually like now, because my interpretation is that my interpretation is that it's actually a bit of a good news story now. I would say so, most definitely. From a um, operational point of view, mm. uh, for myself and you know, for the guys in my team, the whole process from start to finish in terms of the the, the goods are ready, uh, booking the, the the freight onto onto the vessel, the arrival into into the UK, delivery to to Metpro mm. is is almost like pre-COVID levels. Yeah. To be honest with you, um, again, just to reiterate. Um, and for Mark listening, it's not my job isn't easy, and for the, for, for, the, for those guys, but that whole process is a lot more um, simple from start to finish, and we're not seeing those limitations in um, in, in capacity mm. and um, and output from output from the port. So that whole process from start to finish is is a lot smoother um, than previously. So yeah, definitely a, a good good news story there. Yeah, and you mentioned about the. Um, the average days mm. in terms of a delay. So, yeah, last year we were seeing anything from um, I think one vessel was like forty-five days late from from when it was scheduled. That's not late. That's just said said it again. <laughs> yeah, it never left. And um, so, yeah, trying to plan last year was 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 a nightmare. But so, on average, last year was about twenty to twenty-five days uh, yeah. late from arrival. This year, it's averaging about five days. Okay, so it's. It, it's improving, yeah. But uh, no, I, I understand the you know the, the concern on the on the port congestion. But uh, for the time being, um, and again, I don't want to say something you know that you know might happen or might not happen in the future. But yeah, it's um, definitely looking a lot brighter. Okay, okay. And and the last uh, the last big response on this one uh, was actually matched the uh, the freight prices at twenty four percent. That's digital transformation. Now, there's a as you 
you know, because uh, we've discussed this uh, recently around our product data, mm. but the digitalization of information in the in the industry is something that really kicked off, ramped up from 2020, naturally with the rise of e-commerce uh, and people going online. Um, but we're now starting to started to get into um, a load of other areas with this. And it's really exciting. It's obviously a lot of work, but it's really, really exciting. I mean, you've now got, I know it's been going on for a few years, but it seems more prevalent now, the rise of BIM. Yes. Uh, people have got VR headsets on and they're walking around the buildings just in a, in a studio. Uh, so it's, it's great stuff. Um, and we're, we're trying to, not trying to, we are, uh, getting ourselves in a position that we're we're ready for when uh, for, for for the people that want it and need it now, and also for when the rest of the industry yeah. uh, catches up. But what are what are your plans in purchasing there? Because I know you've got some pretty big plans for digitalization. Do I? I think so. I hope so. Who told you that? You did. Okay. Before we started this recording. Okay. <laughs> I, I think the the industry as a whole, um, from the customer. I can't speak too much on the customer side, mm. um, but uh, in particular on the um, the supply side of things, um, these guys have been producing these products day in day day in day out for for many 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 years, mm. and in terms of their digitalization, um, it's very much sort of behind the times. Mm. From our own internal sort of processes, um, again behind behind the times. Mm. I think because MetPro has gone from, you know, this sort of family-run business um, to sort of, you know, sort of where we are today in a, such a short space of time, some of those processes and that digitalization um, hasn't quite kept up with with things. No, I mean those things kind of, unfortunately, they do naturally get. There is they're an afterthought, aren't they? Yeah. When you're going through the growth that we've experienced, you're just trying to, you you know, you're flying by the seat of your pants and you're trying to keep up. So, sorry. No, 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 it's absolutely fine. And um, I'm not sure if you've heard me mention this, but spreadsheets are like the devil, to be honest. <laughs> uh, there's a spreadsheet for this, there's a spreadsheet for that. Yeah. Um, it's all in different folders, it's all yeah, over the place. You have to go to here to get that. So yeah. we're in the process of, um, or starting the process of migrating across from our current um, Sage system mm. um, to, to Microsoft Dynamics. So yes. With that, we'll bring a huge amount of, Benefits, um, auto, can't speak, automation, <laughs> um, um, you know, that digitalization side of things yeah. is going to be cleaner processes, more clarity for staff. Yeah, 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 yeah. much all, easier. All in a single location, nice clean data. Yeah, nice clean data. Uh, when you're working in with a with an MRP system, you need to make sure your parameters and your your data is is super clean. Otherwise, mm. it's going to give you poor messages, and you're going to potentially order too little, not um, too much, yeah. or for the wrong time. So, clean data is just absolutely paramount. But yeah, we're going in the right direction. But uh, yeah, we need to you know keep up the times really. Yeah, keep our foot on the gas definitely. Um, and I think we really are doing that. Yeah. So. Okay, and th there's just a couple more things that I wanted to, to touch on as part of this conversation. Um, the next one being, as, you, as you're well aware, there's a huge push globally uh, for you know a reduction in carbon emissions. Yes. Um, we've got the, the net zero 2040, I think now is the, is, the, is, the, is the target date for the UK. And we're getting a lot more requests from, from customers, from end users, 
uh, who who need this information. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's becoming um, a requirement in order, you know, for, for products to be to be used. And one that's really new to us, which we're now working on, is the creation of TM sixty five documents. Uh, so w- what's what's going on there? Um, so we've had to actively engage more with our manufacturing uh, facilities for this for this data. Mm. Um, it is available um, in terms of readily available. It sometimes can be a little bit difficult. Yeah, uh, we're as, in the process. Yeah, yeah. As, as I mentioned previously, you know these manufacturing facilities have been producing these products day in day out for for, for many many years, and their processes and their. Um, their systems haven't really sort of changed in that time. So mm. this request for data, although it's available, is um, you know is a, a bit of a shock to them potentially. Yeah. Um, but we've also been speaking to is it Sibsis? Yes, Sibsis, yes. yes. Uh, with them as well to to help guide us through uh, that process. Yeah, and, and it was a bit of a, when when we first when we got the initial request on the first one, we were a bit deer in headlights. Whoa, what's this? What do we need to do? Um, but in actual fact, it's. It's it's a lot of work, but it's not a lot of work at yeah. the same time. Yeah. Um. And so you know, yeah, we, we I think we're well on the way. And I mean, f- for me, uh, I've spoken to our, our data partners, uh, the, the team over at NG15, and in the very near future, I would expect from really from from 2024, we'd be able to have these um, accessible in in real time through our through our PIM as yes. well. So yeah. which ties back into the digitalization of the industry and. Clean data and uh, and all that and all that stuff. So uh, it's it's good, good, good yeah. stuff. Yeah, good. Um, and the last thing, mate, is is COVID in China because this was a big thing last year. It was it was on the rise. China was gearing up to, to open up, which obviously they, they have now. Um, to, to well, certainly more than they have um, over the past couple of years. Yes. What, if anything, has been the impact to us? Um, it really kicked off back in. Uh, December again mm. and um, I remember saying to Arthur I was like oh here we go again yeah nice Christmas it, present it, yeah <laughs> happy Christmas <laughs> um, but again going back to what I was saying earlier about choice so we did find some of our manuf- manufacturing facilities were impacted from um, the outbreaks um, with COVID in, in China mm. but because we were able to react quickly and move the supply to uh, other manufacturing facilities, we were able to maintain um, the level of supply coming through. Right. Um, so there was there was, a, there was a, some impact, uh, but none, none to our customer, more yeah. on the operational side of things and um, things being delayed or not going onto, onto the right vessel. But uh, we're actually going to China next month. Yep. Yes, my first time. So I'm, I'm excited. It'd be, yeah. It'd be quite full on, but... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, hopefully when I come back, I can tell you the sort of the, the true impact uh, of all of that. But yeah, that'd be interesting. Yes. Yeah, see it from the ground. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, looking forward to going. But no, from the from from Metro's perspective and the customer's perspective, there was sort of little to sort of no impact and uh, the, the noise at the time, because it was all on the news at the time, yeah. has, um, has, has gone away, really. Brilliant. So, uh, yeah, again, another positive news story. Absolutely. Um yeah, so really, really good. Yeah. So, so really, I mean, I know that there's there's always going to be challenges. There's always going to be things we have to consider. But mm-hmm. so far, and you know, I'm going to. But uh, this 2023 seems to be the first year or first start of the year where it feels truly like pre. 
coronavirus. 100%. Yeah? 100%. And um, if you work within the in this within the supply chain, you've almost built up like a resilience <laughs> yeah. to it all, really. You've gone through the fire. It's like it can't get any worse. <laughs> so, um, yeah, you almost... And again, you, you have to make sure that you um, learn from what happened previously, mm. then also about managing risk as well. Yeah. So uh, we, we actively manage and review risk within our supply chain. And um, unfortunately, we've, we've sort of things that have happened. Sometimes you have to add additional sort of risks in. But uh, again, it's uh, the year has started off, you know, a lot better than in, in previous years. And long may it continue because last year was stressful. Yeah, very challenging. <laughs> yes. But uh, yeah. Oh, lovely, mate. Okay, well, look, Andy, thanks for taking the time. I really appreciate it. I'll let you uh, get back to, to buying more stock that we have enough of. And uh, in the meantime, I will really try and shift some for you through Thank the sales you, team. Thanks, great. <laughs> thanks, Andy. Cheers, mate.